0: Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. Well, as always thank you for finding this podcast and spread the word to your friends and enemies out there or your frenemies as we say but first and foremost before i get to my lovely guests in conversation i do want to remind you to log on to trendingtopicswithbbpodcast.com topics with BB if you haven't already logged on there you will find all links to every platform where you can find this podcast but assuming you found it somewhere uh and if you are a Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any subscriber, and there's a option to leave a review, please leave a review and uh, favorable rating. It helps this podcast be found on those platforms, as well as just in general, and I appreciate you, uh, especially the ones that have left reviews already. Thank you so much uh, for doing so. Well, uh, also... I do want to remind you that we are coming up on Black Friday as I record this episode. Uh, Well, this intro. Uh, So if you get a chance and you want to support this podcast in another way, you can log on to TrendingTopicsWithBBPodcast.com, click the Merchandise tab, and buy some merch. Uh, In fact, I highly encourage you to buy the inexpensive Trending Topics with BB stickers and plaster them out in the world Uh, which would be hilarious to be somewhere and there's like a random Turning to Office with BB sticker on like a telephone pole or a bulletin board somewhere in a coffee shop. That'd be fan-fucking-tastic, so please do that. Uh, there's a Black Friday sale, it'll be 35% off if you just click on that link uh, coming up. And there's also other items, uh, like a laptop case, a cell phone case, or just even a t-shirt that you could use as like a nightshirt or just uh, so forth. Like I said, it helps this podcast if you do buy the merch. Uh, proceeds come back and it helps me keep the podcast going. I don't have an incredi- incredible amount of sponsors, so it would be lovely if you support the podcast through that. Well, like I said, without further ado, I do want to introduce my guests. Uh, we are on a pawn on another conversation about the lovely TV show Lucifer and the Lucifer Convention. Uh, and I met this wonderful individual at the convention. We discussed that in our chat. Uh, her name is Carly. Uh, I'll let her kind of explain uh, how she found the show, and we will get into that. Uh, right away. So, without further ado, I give you my wonderful chat with Carly. And uh, also, before I, I go, uh, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email the pod at ttwithbbpod at gmail.com and have a lovely holiday season. Uh, we will be back with episodes soon. Uh, thank you for listening. Enjoy. Welcome, Carly, to my podcast. Uh, I'm excited. It's been a long time coming. I think it's also because we're all really busy and then I was like, oh crap, I need to record more podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited. It's also because it's been a minute since I've talked about Lucifer, which I kind of mentioned it in previous episodes that I've recently recorded, but mm-hmm. it would be nice to k- kind of relive Um uh, I went with Vanessa, was it last week or the week before? Has it already been two weeks? I don't even know. Uh, We went to Warner Brothers Studio, Mm -hmm. and we think we saw Tom driving his car, but we're not sure. (laughs) Um, That's a whole other story. But, um, so welcome to the podcast, and I guess uh, let's start with, before we talk about how we met, which was at the Lucifer Convention, Mm -hmm. let's both talk about how it got into Lucifer, how long you've been watching it, why you love the show.
1: Um, I started actually after I finished the semester of college. Um, it's been on my list for quite some time, but it, the episodes aired on May 8th for um, Netflix um, season four. Um, but I forgot about it. And then YouTube... Thanks to you too, if anything. Um, we recommended, um, actually, it was a clip from episode nine. On, ironically, it was the one where Chloe was um, talking to Lucifer, and this emotional moment happened, and I was like, I've got to watch the show. So I binge-watched it through, and I loved it. Like absolutely loved it. I loved the characters. I love Lucifer himself. I love the growth between Lucifer and then growth in Maze and of course Decker Star. That is absolute fave of mine. And then later I found about um, found out about um the convention and yeah. I just a few months later I was like oh, you know I'm gonna go to this convention. Why not go to LA? Never been. So yeah, that's how it happened.
0: Awesome. So you did you find it when it pre Netflix or were you watching it back when it was on Fox?
1: Never never heard of it until um even not even during the Save Lucifer campaign. I never heard of it until someone mentioned it actually at college and you're like, Oh, that's kinda cool. That's a cool show. I'll put it on my list of things I'll watch later and then um, and then I heard about the Save Lucifer campaign after I watched all them in less than a week.
0: So nice. Was- <laughs> That's awesome. Because okay, so I didn't find it till I was on Netflix months ago, and I had some coworkers that were like, "You watch a lot of stuff. You stream a lot. You're a pop culture junkie. Have you heard of the show Lucifer?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he was like. I think you would love this because we were talking about other mutual shows that we like that kind of had the same elements. Mm-hmm. And I uh, and I was, so I came home one day, started it. Within the first 15 minutes of the pilot, I was hooked. It's kind of hard not to be. And then I proceeded to binge watch all four seasons in six days, which was, that meant I wasn't, I was working, barely sleeping and watching the show. <laughs> um, and then Which is weird also is that I've never been to any of these conventions. So it was just because I I come from the world I used to, well, I still do, but uh, I go to a lot of concerts and music festivals and stuff. So that was Mm -hmm. the world I was in before. And for some reason, I after binge watching and getting so emotionally invested in Lucifer, I was like, is there a convention? And I just Googled it Mm -hmm. and I found the one in LA. And then I was like, and then I looked and the tickets were affordable. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's kind of how I found Lucifer in Lucy, Lucy Khan. And then it just kind of has gone on from there. I wasn't even like, cause I remember when the save Lucifer campaign was happening, but I didn't know what it meant because I've had social media and I saw it trending that year, but I had no clue what the hell it meant. And So it's funny how like this all comes full circle a year or two later and here we are on a podcast Mm -hmm. talking about the show. So let's kind of go back to a little bit of the elements and I will preface for the people that are listening to this eventually, which if you are, you've probably listened to the previous episodes and other conversations, but spoiler alert, if you have not watched it, you should probably go watch it and then come back to the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> so, my, okay, so what, I mean, we just talked about how I was, I was hooked in season one in the pilot, and we talked, you talked a little bit, you mentioned about the character development, and then obviously there's a particular relationship that we all ship, let's be honest, which is <laughs> Decker Star, mm-hmm. but be, before we get that, what do you, Think the writing, do you think the writing is so brilliant? In fact, that like we care about every character, not just Chloe and Lucifer and a few of the others, like Dr. Linda. I mean, we care about all of them, even Dan, even Detective Douche. We're all like, what's going (laughs) to happen with him? Like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what are your thoughts on how well written the show is?
1: I think it's beautifully done, and I watch, I'm a pop. Culture Junkie too so I have watched countless shows countless um, flops have happened and I have not seen a show like this that has beautiful writing and I had some ups and downs mentioning season 3 a little bit because I had a little ups and downs with that um, um season because I feel like that was a little bit off but other than that the writing is beautifully done, the character development and I love every single character even Dan, even though he's kind of not <laughs> my favorite at the moment of time, but um, um, Mazikeen, Amenadiel went from um, not so great of a character in uh, season one and his development from season one to now is nice good transitions, um, story arcs, transitions are great the um it keeps you still going and wanting to watch more and wanting to know what's going to happen next. Um, I just, uh, as someone who also soundtrack too, uh, constantly good soundtrack, constantly good um, background noises and stuff like that. And, and it's beautifully done. I can recommend watching the show to anybody, and I have gotten a couple people hooked um randomly playing it to um even like the soundtrack is like oh that's awesome soundtrack and then they end up watching the show and they're like oh this is an awesome show it's beautifully written like well yeah (laughs) so that's how i feel about it
0: agreed i i believe the music and then the how it's incorporated into the storyline of lucifer being a club owner and a Music aficionado and then loves to sing. And I love how once you get in the show, you start to learn all the inside baseball, like the fact that Tom sings and how that came about that was never actually planned. They just kind of, you know, the cast was out karaoke and Tom sang and everybody's was like, what, you can sing? And then it, they wrote it into the show. It was like, mm-hmm. everything was kind of serendipitous that you learn later. But I just love how, they didn't skimp on getting good music for the show. Some that, you know, some that you may not know of, but it like fits for the story arcs. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a big, that's a big, because like I said, I come from the world of music. I love soundtracks. I love all of that. So I think the incorporation of them both make the show. And I just, I think it's great that the show put that kind of, they put that kind of detail into it. The music actually really makes the narrative keep going. And then you want to be engaged with what the characters are doing, in my opinion. But, um, so yeah, you mentioned season three. Do you agree that season three is like one of the most annoying seasons, but you have to watch it just because?
1: Yes. Um, thing about season three is that I wonder if, Like, Fox and Warner Brothers had an input into what could and what couldn't. And they had to just work with what they were offered. And I think they made season three too long. And the whole, um, Kane and Chloe, um, moments didn't really seem like Chloe was herself anymore. I feel like it was out of character, um... And honestly, I just didn't like Kane as a character, I think. He gave, you know, what Decker Starr needed, but at the same time, it was rushed, so it didn't feel like it connected with the whole entire series. So, like, if the character, like Kane and Chloe, came closer from the get-go, then maybe it would have transitioned better, but it didn't transition because it came at the very end, I think, episode 17 of season three is when they started the whole thing, you know, going to the concert and then episode 18 together and then, you know, continuing on from there. It didn't work for the series. And, you know, the only thing I'm glad about that part was the fact that Lucifer came to realization that he's in love with Chloe and he wants her to choose him and I think that's the only thing I like from that part. And then the whole Sinnerman thing, I thought the hype in the beginning was great, but then it just died. Like, I was, like, disappointed. I was always expecting more from that, and it didn't happen, and I thought it would be such a big, huge thing, and it's going to continue on throughout the whole entire season, and then it just kind of flopped. And that was disappointing. But it had some good highlights, like, um, Lucifer High, and then he's on the horse, and he's like, what horse? And, um, to Chloe, and Chloe's asking about that, and the fact that he put potato chips and and chocolate together, or or British terms, crisp and chocolate, and those kind of funny bits, but, and, of course, the, they moments between Kane and um, Whisper undercover that was great and then of course the um, Korean um, takedown of that uh, drug um, operation you know I mean being the Lucifer fight anyone is pretty exciting so other than that there was just there's highs and lows but more lows than highs and that was sad to be honest. For writing
0: and stuff, and I'm so glad they went to Netflix because they outdid themselves in season four. I, I agree to all of that. Um, I felt well; it was a it's apparent that the old formula of network TV, being Fox's network, of forcing too many episodes in a season, or the fact that Fox knew pretty early on in season three that they were going to cancel it, that they threw in those extra weird episodes that are standalones and weird. Like, I believe they were in the wrong order. Also. Yeah. The storyline, I get the will they won't they, which has been the whole thing on pretty much TV history and what they're doing with the whole thing with Chloe and Lucifer and having to get over all these Issues to get to where they finally realize how they feel about each other. However, the whole Kane and I agree, Sinnerman storyline was a little bit weird because they talk about it for like the entire season and then they only have that one episode or a couple episodes where they address that storyline and then it was over. And then I agree, like some of the best acting. Well, not best, but I mean, he, he's a great actor. But the fact that Tom, as Lucifer, portrays and tells Linda that he loves Chloe in the way he does, finally comes to that realization is great. But it's it's kind of, even I guess maybe re-watching it, you kind of be like, well, duh, by now you should have figured this out. like. Mm-hmm. But also the whole Candy Morningstar thing is hilarious. And the fact that, like, but... It, I think I mean, all of us as Lucy fans are probably sick of. I mean, it's funny and it, it's great for the comedy, but the whole a either if whenever there's gonna be a big re- revelation between Chloe and Lucifer, there's always like an interruption, and it's like I get why they did that for the tension, but to just play that out specifically a lot in season three. Being if it was a case, if it was Kane, if it, whatever it was. I mean, that's why I think it was such a frustrating season. And I understand why the fans are like, the fans that were watching it then were pissed that it got canceled because it was so, there was just so many episodes that were like filler episodes in that season where, yeah, that kind of related, but it was like unnecessary. Does that make sense? Yes. Like I um don't get me wrong. Obviously, I've watched season three more than one time, as we all have. But it's and I like Tom Welling, and and I get the writing. I understand it. At the same time, it's frustrating because with season one and two being almost half as many episodes, the the, there it felt like. I don't know. Maybe it was because Fox just knew what their plan was, but I'm so happy it's now on Netflix. Because even season four was actually probably one of, probably my favorite season at this point because they were able to tell the story in ten episodes, um, and this next season is just going to be epic because we're going to have the two split eight episode releases, but I mean, what makes the show is the fact that it, it, as a, is that it appeals in many different, I mean, it's a comedy at some points, it's a drama, there's action. It's also realistic to a point where it's a story about redemption and we can relate to it. So it's just interesting how we all kind of feel the same thing about season three, which makes sense as to why everybody pushed to save it. But looking back, I know you've probably rewatched it multiple times. What are some of your favorite episodes? I And I think we all agree with Tom that uh, Priest Walks Into a Bar is probably one of the best episodes. But what are some of your favorites?
1: Um, okay, so I have many. Um, that one was one of the best episodes. Uh, Priest walks into a bar. It, was, um, it showed great character growth through Lucifer and understanding friendship and, you know, and also loss, too. And, but um, another one was um, St. Lucifer, the beginning of St. Lucifer, to be honest, because Chloe waking up in Lucifer's bed completely naked, not understanding what 100% went... went Went down, and she's asking all these questions, and Lucifer's just having the fun of it. And you know, Lucifer being Lucifer, and I actually know those lines to this day to heart because I've watched it too many times to not know them. Um, another one would be um, Quintessential Decker Star, um, you know, repaying the, what Lucifer calls the uh, greatest hits. And, you know, coming together full circle with Decker Star, and then the ending where Chloe, you know, comes to him and says, you're, you're not the devil, you're not, not to me, you're, you're basically saying you're not evil, you're not any of that, and, ah, uh, that was so touching. The cell phone thing needs to go, though, <laughs> oh, the cell phone needs to stop ruining these moments, but, um... Then another favorite of mine is in season four. Um, It was when Eve came in. And it's just right after Eve came in and it was episode four, season four. And I just loved that fight scene. Even though it was a very hurt time moment for Lucifer and Chloe, um, I just loved how they still find found each other. They still end up working this case, and and then um, expired erect, I think. Expired expired erect. Um, I find that whole entire it's it's touching, but at the same time, it kind of made you cry a little bit. But you know, Lucifer can be okay. But it was kind of funny, and then. Ella being on drugs, on Molly, and, you know, having a time of her life, and then she being on cocaine and, and, you know, very hyper. And then the kiss between Eve and Ella was pretty funny. And then Chloe's her showing Lucifer that she cares and that she would she would give up her life to, to protect them. And towards the end was great. And then there was Save Lucifer, still one of my favorites. And uh, who the new king of hell? I just have so many. To be honest, there's so many of them. Um, but those are my my top favorites. Um, who even know the ending of who the new king of hell was very heartbreaking. But it was finally finally said, "I love you," and then him coming back with saying, "Eve wasn't Eve is not." um my first love it's you Chloe it always has been and coming with that music and then you know it was a really great transition especially um from Chloe coming from on her point of view of he's the devil what do i do with this i'm scared to um i love him i don't care if he's the devil i accept him and yeah those are my favorite
0: i love all of that um (laughs) but um i mean there's moments in all of them that you kind of mentioned one of my favorite i mean i i mean i I didn't mention priest walking to a bar which is one of the just the idea that a priest and Lucifer can bond over music—just again, music gets just mm-hmm. touches me with the feels—and um, it's just so well done. Um, I do love which was, I don't have my notes of like the episode names unless I totally remember them. But the one episode where the, you finally get. It's the one where Lucifer is like hitting on Chloe the whole time. No, he hits on her a lot. But the part where he hits on her and then Chloe kind of gives in a little bit because she's starting to fall in love. And then they end up on the beach and he does that speech. Where- I know what
1: you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Um-
0: yeah. What is the name of that episode? Because that's the first time um, that you get the, like, full, like, oh, for real. Like, they're really falling in love. But they don't understand that they're falling in love. But they do. But they don't. Like, it's it's that whole speech, that that whole monologue that Tom gives about, as Lucifer, about how I don't think it'll work between us.
1: Studorus Interruptus. Okay. It's, it is
0: that one. Yeah. It's that whole arc. Those three episodes are great. Because it's, like, they're actually kind of giving in. They're, like, they kind of, like. That's the that one's frustrating and a whole other level because that's the one where, yeah, they go on that like little mini date and then the stewardess shows up and it ruins the moment again, everything ruins, gets ruined, but it's that whole speech where at the end of that episode or the episode before at the end, where it's like you would never, and then she's like she gives in and kisses him, and he's like, "What just happened like and then the next episode, he's in Dr. Linda's office going, she kissed me. What the hell? Um, mm-hmm. It's great. It's great because it's like, he thought that things were ending in terms of going further. And she's like, finally starting to give it. It's just a great, like first Decker star moment where it's like, okay, now they're more than just partners. So I love that one and that whole arc. And then, in, well, season three, yeah, you mentioned some of the favorite ones. The one that cracks me up is the uh, one where they go undercover as a, as a gay couple. That one just it just cracks me up so much because they, Tom gets so into it. <laughs> and according to his interviews at certain cons and panels and stuff, he did that because Tom Welling was really uncomfortable. And so he just like went all in about being that Lucifer, which was hilarious. Um, but that's just a funny episode in general. Um, I would have to agree that in season four, because it is my favorite season, um, the mo- the season two or, or, I mean, episode two, the one where they're like at the cabin, and mm-hmm. it's like like a Survivor knockoff. That final moment, a lot of Decker Star moment, because it's 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 such a frustrating part to ever get to the for them to actually have a conversation where it's like, this is, what are we? That that starts, I mean, they go out on the date and then um, Chloe's just confused because she's being manipulated by Father Kenley. And then uh, Lucifer basically almost dies, saving her life again. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I really hope, side note, I really hope in season five that they really somebody explains to Chloe how many times he's died for her because although she already, (laughs) because my (laughs) thing is like, if they don't address that, it's kind of dumb at this point because she has already fallen in love with him, not knowing, but she really will fall in love with him. knowing. you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. just ramp that up so that they'll live happily ever after. I know it's like not supposed to be a fairy tale, but like really at this point, just, they need to explain. She, somebody, even if it's not Lucifer, maybe it's Linda or Maze or somebody that needs to explain to Chloe. Be like, you know, he died like four times for you already. Like, <laughs> it's kind of like somebody just needs to like explain that to Chloe because part of the the issue of season four was when she was being manipulated and confused about him being the devil. After she, I get it. But also part of it was the fact that it's like she was a little smug about it. You know what I mean?
1: Mm -hmm. It's kind of what I got
0: out of it. So I feel like I hope in season five at some point, whether it's the first eight episodes or the second, somebody friggin' explains to her what he's done for her. Because she doesn't even know that and she's already fallen in love with him. So, Or maybe she does kind of have an inkling, but... She just needs to be explained a little bit further.
1: Well, I think she has the idea from from the first time with Malcolm. I think I think now that she knows Lucifer and I mean all of Lucifer, she probably had that thought I and mean, just hasn't addressed it yet. But um, I think she knows on that occasion. But she's a little confused, probably, about the other occasions and maybe the occasions she doesn't know about. Like, the when she was poisoned, like, how did he get the antidote? And then, um, to, um, you know, he has been to hell and back, literally.
0: Multiple times. Uh,
1: multiple times. And I think, um, going on for, like, season five, um based on of what um, Lauren has said, spoiler alert, um, Madeline love <laughs> um, she mentioned that um, Chloe's going down going downhill in the sense of um, missing him and um, drinking and partying and kind of doing a like a Lucifer thing to to do something extreme in order to find to be back into um you know of Lucifer saying um I'll do something you know extreme and then find myself back to where I'm supposed to be and I think Chloe's kind of doing the same thing but for a longer period of time because she can't live without him it's at this point I think season five going forward they can't have any more interruptions they can't have any more of this um back and forth um, together not together spiel that they have been doing it's it's kind of getting overdone um, I've seen shows do this and it's not healthy especially since it's the final season I think they should just give us Dr. Star at this point point. Um, and I would have heard it's going to be pretty soon so um, I'm excited for that
0: I agree and For those listening, uh, we're referring to the Entertainment Tonight or ET interviews from the set that happened about a month or two ago, not to mention that, and kind of the Kelly Clarkson segment that was kind of a tease, (laughs) if you really think about it. But we're talking about how, um, without giving spoilers away, they kind of did, not Tom so much, but uh, to the one that was released as the day that we're recording this episode is a little bit more about Decker Star. That's what we're referring to, and I'm excited too. According to all of what they've, what Tom has said in these two interviews, is that Lucifer comes back from hell pretty soon, like in the first episode. So um, it'll be interesting, kind of, to see where it goes. And I'm excited because I feel my prediction is that the film noir episode that they've alluded to in photos and sneak peeks and the one that they were on the set uh, shooting when they did that interview is the musical episode of the season. Just have a feeling mainly because they show that photo of Maze and Lucifer singing at the piano mm-hmm. or whatever, or I, or according to another spoiler from that, or picture or whatever, it wasn't Maze, it's Lilith, because it's back in time. So it's her mother. Um, anyway, there's all this speculation and stuff. There's really clever fans out there, but I'm excited to, and I really hope they do, I really hope they just don't drag out the Decker star, even over the two, eight episode arc that this final season is, just because It's been, it's taken a lot to get there and they know it's the ending one as opposed to like previous shows, like which they alluded to. One of my old favorite shows was Bones. A lot of people said, spoiler alert, if you've never watched Bones, but Bones and Booth end up together and they were partners, which is why that was such a funny episode when they referenced it, because I loved that show too. Um, But a lot of people said it went down in quality when the two characters finally got together. Which I don't necessarily agree, but I don't disagree. However, that show went on for many more seasons after that happened, so that's probably why the fans were a little uneasy. But in this case, since we know it's the last season, make it about their relationship, please. Just because th- we want the will they, won't they is not going to keep us. I mean, we're all watching it regardless. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, I have been following some of the cast and crew, um, through their Instagram, through Twitter, and, um, some of the crew members, and I've found some sneak peeks of, um, it looks like an ADR, which is basically, they're just doing some recording over, um, some, doing some audio checks and recording over some lines to, you know, boost the audio so we can hear them when we do watch the episode, and. It seems like Scarlet did hers for episode three. And there was a picture of Lucifer and Trixie. It looks like they're having a conversation, but it also looks like like Lucifer's making a funny face. Like he's trying to make her laugh and she's smiling. And I saw that and I almost screamed, to be honest. And it's for episode three, Diablo. So... That gives me an idea of when Chloe and Lucifer come together, which I think is in Lucifer, 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 which is episode two of um, season five. So I think that bit, they, they come together pretty soon. And for the Noir episode, which is, uh, what is it? The title is something. and Nothing. Something Chicken. <laughs> I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember the exact title, um, is AU, which, an altering universe, which, um, supposedly musical episodes, supposedly, um, not, um, I think D.B. mentioned that there's two episodes that pertain a lot of music, or at least more singing involved, Um, which could happen in the second half when it sounds like it's going to be the second half of the, um, the part two, part in part two, but also, um, Nora, the Nora episode will be the musical episode with AU and I believe Chloe's character or Jay Lauren's character for that episode be Jack is, is the name, but I'm not a percent sure on it. Don't quote me on it, but, um, I got that from Joss Style, which is the guy who does the styles for the suits and stuff for um, Lucifer and, you know, I'm also a photographer too and he's really good photos and stuff like that. Um, oh, check him out on Instagram. Beautiful photos, beautiful stuff that he's done. Um, another um, thing I can say is that there is, there's speculation in episode 6 that Charlie comes in. So Charlie, Linda, and Amanda deal are together in that episode. Um, Don't quote me on it. Uh, but that has been noted that there is a BTS or behind the scenes of um, Amanda Deal, Charlie, and Linda in Linda's home. They've been filming in stages a lot and there has been a lot of s- lucks. Um, type filming like there are a lot of late night, long days. So probably we'll see a lot of lux in the first half. Um, I think that's um episode six, which is uh blue balls. I think, and then I'm sorry that every time that title comes up, that's pretty funny. <laughs> to be honest, I can't. I crack up at any time. I I say that out loud. Um, especially since how it's spelled too, and. I'm hoping for more um, of that. So I think Dr. Star happens in part one. So I'm crossing my fingers on that. And I know that Chloe and Lucifer do reconnect because like, again, Trixie's and Diablo. So initially Chloe and Lucifer already have seen each other. They talked and I'm excited.
0: <laughs> I love all of that. Um, So to go back, I'm excited to see what they, I mean, Scarlett is like crazy busy actress on a lot of things. So I don't think she's in a lot of, she hasn't been in, well, I haven't seen her on set, but that one day or whatever. So they maybe shot all her stuff in one day, but I'm excited for that because I I would like to see that there's like a situation where, and I I agree, and I've seen this on Twitter and I've seen it all over about Trixie kind of already figured it out. because she's like incredibly intelligent and loves Lucifer to death. And then it's kind of a situation where, you know, Chloe's like, really? And then they're like, they're all like having like a a family powwow about it. Because one of the great episodes too, that we didn't mention earlier was that episode... Uh, Chloe does a Lucifer, where the beginning is, is where you think they're finally getting together. Not not the other, not the the dream one. I mean, that's a great one, but the one where <laughs> you think they're getting together and then it comes together, they're just playing Monopoly with Trixie. Um, it's great because that's the one where he's trying to be like. Later, he tries to relive that, and then like Trixie's like, "This is weird." Like, uh, but that one's cute, and I really hope from your behind the scenes explanation that um, we do kind of get early Decker star and kind of, it just goes from there. Um, but it should be, I'm excited. And to kind of confirm what you kind of said, like I said, we went to the set but well, we went to Warner brothers and took this tour and they, they were filming that day. Uh, that was the episode that Richard Spate was, was directing because we saw him come out of the, <laughs> He was walking right, right as we like pulled up to stage 28. Cause that's where they film. Like they were, we, we saw Richard just walk right out. So he was still filming. He was still directing that episode, but they like, they were taking us to a lot of sets that day. But I asked the tour guy to go, are they filming on stage 28? Cause he, he kind of, and then he saw that I was wearing my Lex t-shirt and he goes, yeah. And then when we were driving by on the golf cart, the door was open to the stage and we could see kind of into the bar of Lux. So we know that's what they were kind of filming. So to confirm, I think it's going to be a lot of Lux, which I'm excited. Um, but that's all we were able to see because they were filming. And if they're filming, they don't let anybody in. Um,
1: Understandable.
0: Right. But it was interesting because everybody else on our tour kind of a only Vanessa and I recognize Richard Spate which we could have said hi to him, but we, we were both kind of like, we don't want to be those people. And then come to find out everybody else in the card didn't even notice who that was. Second of all, they were all like goggling on for all the other sets and stuff that we were going to like the friend set and all that stuff, which again, I love too, but it was just really funny when I even asked that question. And then <laughs> the, 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 our tour guide was like, she's referring to Lucifer and like, Nobody else other than, like, you know, Vanessa was with me. We were, like, piping up about it, which was interesting. So some of them didn't even – I'm guessing they don't even watch the other show. They were they were all there for other shows. But um, – because Gilmore Girls had shot there and Ellen's there, of course. And there's a lot. Um, Big Bang Theory shot there. And so I think it's just, like, it's just been such a – well-known working studio for so long that it's great, but I'm excited to kind of get back to what you were saying about kind of where it's going. Even with these spoilers, it doesn't really fully spoil it because it's, we don't really know how it's fully going to play out um, until we watch it, which might be, I mean, they've the room they're done filming in March. And so then they're gonna have post-production. So nobody's really, Netflix doesn't announce it, but I'm guessing the first eight drop, late summer, fall of 2020. That's my guess.
1: My guess is based off of what Leslie said, it's gonna drop the same time it. Same time of season four, so um, they don't want to have us wait too long. Is because like I think they're gonna have um, summer for part one, fall or winter for part two, and that's my guess for when they're. I mean, I would like that, that. <laughs> but I I'm just worried.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just worried though, because like with them having 16 episodes and having this two eight parter it gives them time though to fully invest and they got like triple the budget to fully invest in cgi and music and anything so it could take longer this time because it could they could be fitting in a lot more in each episode plus the episodes could be longer um
1: they could be but but I also feel like since they really started ADR for um, a couple of the episodes where they're getting into you know more editing and more, you know, doing, you know, in between doing takes for future episodes, but they're also doing um, ADR in between that and, you know, checking the audio and running over lines to make sure that you can hear and adding in the music and all that stuff and all the fun stuff. Um you know, putting the, of course, putting the episodes, the taping of those episodes in order to make sure that the scenes are lined up and everything like that. But um, since they're doing ADR in in between um, doing takes for um, future episodes, I feel like within the time frame, um, May to June would be a, appropriate time for part one and they can still continue doing editing and stuff throughout as they continue doing um, taping until they finish, you know, with the final takes of episode 16. Um, as long as they continue with the pace they're going, I feel we can get there. Um, granted, they still do need to do promos, which promos won't take long on. It's quick editing, quick smash up of What's gonna what we're gonna see and get snippets that we're gonna see and then doing of course photo shoots with the actors to do um, promo promo um, photos and stuff like that to get the um, audience um, looking for the word here
0: <laughs> excited
1: yeah <laughs> <There>. <laughs> so that's kind of where I, where I feel and. Also, also Leslie kind of has an insight, and then Tom too, as executive producer of this um, season, which is pretty cool for him to be doing the final season and kind of really getting into it. And you know, and he's also part of you know music selection, and, and of course his own lines and being Lucifer. And he's a busy man. He's a workaholic, in my opinion, but he's a busy man, and I I love him for it.
0: (laughs) I agree. Um, I mean, he technically has been a producer since the beginning, but I think finally getting that title, whether he's producer or executive producer. But, yeah, he's kind of worked with the music supervision um, department, the music, and them in suggesting the music. Specifically, he's mentioned that, but now that he's (laughs) – I found, or, you know, finally went on Spotify, found his Lucifer playlist, which is fucking epic. Um, And a lot of the songs ended up in the show. I mean, the dude has good taste in music. Um, But it's, that's great. I mean, I guess it's true. They could be doing post production while they're shooting. I didn't think about it. I mean, they are already. I kind of already thought about that, but then I was like worried that it was going to take longer for them to release. But now that we're in this huge streaming wars, I'm sure Netflix doesn't want to wait because people are slowly either uh, stopping their Netflix subscription or there's a legion of fans and Lucifer fans that are crazy threatening to cancel. So I don't think they would want to wait, but that's my point is like, they have more budget they have more episodes. So I wasn't sure if it was going to take longer. I don't want it to, but I was trying to be realistic with my thoughts being like, you know, it's not going to happen. But- and I agree.
1: <laughs> I do agree on that. Um, it, it can be, you know, with the budget and everything, but they might be pushing the budget closer to the second half than the first. It seems like they're doing a little more stages than they're doing it more from outside and um, since they're doing it in, sta- in the stages and more, I think they're pushing all that CGI, you know, all that budget towards the second half because I think they want to bring it out, um, getting closer to the final um, episode, which will be sad for any, any all of us, including the cast and crew and everything. And so for that, um, I think the first half it will be lighter on, but on the second half they're going to really... Push that budget. The budget's envelope. Tell they basically run out of money for that for the series.
0: I I probably agree, but just me being realistic that way. I don't get my hopes up and then get disappointed.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but um, so we 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 should probably mention. I mean, we we can talk about the show in depth for. We've already been 47 minutes here, but we should probably mention because we slightly mentioned LucyCon or Salute to mm-hmm. Lucifer convention. That's where mm-hmm. we met. And let's talk a little bit about the convention and how it seems like a lot of us either found the show late, decided to go like myself, or were some from the beginning of fans that kind of followed conventions and went. Because there was, there's also, a lot of Supernatural fans that went to LucyCon because Supernatural's ending. So they all kind of jumped ship, which is cool. But I was never a Supernatural fan. Sorry, Supernatural fans. Nothing against it. I was just... either. Um, but let's talk about how I had a blast at LucyCon. Um, I don't know about you. A lot of us went by ourselves and ended up with a bunch of friends like you, and I met Vanessa, and now Vanessa and I are good friends. Uh, and a lot of other people And I feel like Most people are, If they can't go to the other conventions That are coming up Which somehow I'm going to Lux too But um, if they announce Another salute to Lucifer next year I'm sure a lot of us want to go Just for the reunion aspect Because it was a really good fun con Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Like, Yes <laughs> I don't know And I've, again I haven't been to a lot of cons I don't know the whole, I'm just now getting into the con aspect of my life, but I think just everybody was there because we were all had a common love for the show, but then we're all kind of like like like-minded people. So it just, it, I mean, I'm sure there were some people that were probably not the best people to be around, but from everybody that I met yourself include, I felt that there was more to just we we initially went there because of the show, but then when we hung out that Saturday night after the karaoke party at the bar and we all like just kind of sat there and drank and had a good time, it I like we all started talking about Lucifer, but then we all had like other conversations. Mm-hmm. And you know, what was your experience at the con?
1: Um I had a blast at the con, um, but my experience was, this is my first ever doing a photo ops. I had no idea what it was going to be like, um, standing next to Tom, um, all that nervousness and everything, but, um, uh, conventions wise, this isn't my first rodeo. Um, I usually go with friends, uh, locally at home, but, um, This is my first time being in L.A., so I was quite nervous and my anxiety was like through the roof, but I was also enjoying myself. My favorite part was, you know, actually going out there and talking to people, people I haven't talked to before. I never really do that. And so I was pushing the envelope for myself to go and say hi, talk to people and I talk to you and the at first, I was nervous, like, should I join this group or what? And I came over, and I, I felt comfortable. And then after talking about Lucifer and, you know, talking about other things, too. But um, I think the best part of the experience was getting known to Lucy fans. Um, and I was in my elements because I'm a nerd. Um, I love anything pop culture. I I I mean, I draw fan, fan art and everything, but... Um, and also another moment was asking Tom because um, Yes, refer- I remember.
0: <laughs> I remember. <laughs>
1: yeah. I referred to as devil, devil tango. I had an 11-year-old right next to me. Like, le- right legit next to me. And like, well, I was per- like, per- personally, I wouldn't allow an 11-year-old to watch the show because there's so many sexual innuendos and I don't really get I get it. They're not going get- to really get that. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that 11-year-olds are just too young to be exposed to um and I, she was bold like, i got to admit she was bold and she was funny and, you know you
0: know to parents know. out there she, she, i didn't know <laughs> she was she was hilarious cuz she was really outgoing and like just went for it but my question was, like, where are your parents? Like, I didn't feel like mm-hmm. she had, like, a guardian with her or something. It was really we. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you, but I yeah. agree. No,
1: <laughs> I get it. And, you know, yeah, I get it. And, you know, I'm not a parent, but um, as how I was raised, I couldn't watch shows like that until I was a little bit older. But and when I was asking the devil's tango question or, or <laughs> him going, like, what – I think Kevin got it. That was hilarious. And, like, I heard, that was
0: hilarious.
1: I I had a good time. I was so nervous because there's so many people out there, and I was just like, and then I blurted out "sex." I didn't mean to, but it sounded rude. But I was like, "sex." <laughs> just so nervous, and I kind of want to apologize to you know Tom too when I went up to my uh, autograph. I have this um, expression on my face like I'm mad or pissed off but really I'm just in thought or I'm very nervous and I talked to him for a split second and I mentioned that I was from Minnesota and he's like oh it's gonna be cold soon and I kind of made this face of annoyance I was annoyed with him I was annoyed with the fact that he's right it's gonna get cold thank you for reminding me that right uh, I'm I, sure I, he and-
0: didn't take it wrong
1: Um, I, I'm pretty sure I, yeah, I don't know. I think he's okay with that, but like I, if he ever hears this, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm just a really nervous person. Um, socially awkward kind of thing. But my best part was, you know, not only just telling Kevin, detective douche, which that was fun. Um, especially saying, hello Tom. Hi, Kevin. You know? Yeah, that was
0: hilarious. The thing is, the reason I keep saying this is that you, people out there, if you go to YouTube, and you can find the panels. And so mm-hmm. you um I don't know if you listened to Charlotte's episode. I had her on. She asked a question, too. I mean, I was going to ask a question, but by the time I got up there, the line was too long, so I just went back to my seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, that was great. You're – I don't think we thought that of you. I, I felt it was it was good that you thought of Devil's Tango cuz cuz it was we all got it right away except for Tom. Like legit, that was what was funny about it was the fact that like Mr. Cheeky himself didn't get it right away. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I am it's been used before if you look up in the Urban Dictionary it's in there, it's in their Urban Dictionary it's been used and I heard, because I I watch another YouTuber um, and he uses that instead of you know, because he doesn't want to get um, demonetized Um, he uses devil's tango as a way of uh, saying sex, you know they're doing the nasty, they're (laughs) <laughs> I want Dougherty's story to happen. He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, you're bullshitting us, but I love you for it. Because <laughs> I think you have an idea. Because if you're an executive producer of the show, you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen. At least a good idea of what's going to happen. And, you know, and the fun thing is I want to do, if I went there again and, and you know, with. What if we didn't get part two yet? When if they do another convention for "Salute to Salute to, um, salute to Lucifer" convention, I would, um, and it, if the sex hasn't happened until part two or going to happen in a part two, um, I'd be like, "So, following up, yeah. is it going to happen?"
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the question. Sh- okay, here is my thing about it: is I agree. And we all wanted to ask that question. And you were the one that basically did ask the question, which is great. But the funny thing is, is, too, Tom's really good at trying not to spoil it, even though he knows it. But if you notice, if you watch that panel, rewatch it Mm -hmm. like I have, the more questions we ask about the plot, not just about him, the more Mm -hmm. he was like geeking out himself and he was just having a hard time not like. He kept saying, oh, well, we've been talking about it in the writer's room. He had to like, like squash his excitement because apparently Mm -hmm. he was like, like that week or whatever, he was like in the writer's room. So he was kind of, he had learned something new probably because they hadn't gotten the first script at that time. So Mm -hmm. it it was, especially that one episode when, or the one question right after yours or somebody where they asked about the thought, his theory on like what'll happen when, chloe finds out she's a miracle and tom got so excited and i was just like that is adorable but also hilarious because you're not going to tell us anything but mm-hmm. yeah i mean i loved it because i agree meeting all the fans like yourself and the panels because you you and me both are pop culture junkies i personally love the q and a's and the panels more than like the photo ops and the, the autographs. Don't get me wrong. I loved having my photo op with Tom and Leslie. But... <laughs> I, I do agree.
1: I did like the, the um, panels more. I think they were more fun. And then the karaoke thing was one of my favorites. Because when it came to the karaoke and, you know, jumping around, I was, like, I was talking to the Lucy fan next to me and, you know, having fun with him and then uh, his uh, girlfriend. And you know, it was really fun and I didn't go up there to karaoke because I can't sing the shit sorry (laughs) I kind of wish I did even though I I just that would have been past my comfort zone but if I knew I was going to be right right next to Leslie and Stevie I probably would because I'd feel a little bit more comfortable because if they were singing along I would hope it would be a little bit better but (laughs) um I still had fun seeing them and everything and um they're also genuine and you know kevin hill hilarious um amy her quirky dance towards the end the dork dance and leslie coming in and going you know yeah piling her times up but like you know having fun and stuff like that and the hug and you know and then also tom having a, a moment you know kind of crying about you know the show ending like he's like i don't i don't want to think about it well he basically (laughs) saying that and i was like i understand i I feel you bro (laughs)
0: well i think what was funny well not funny but also very poignant about that part of the panel is that we were having all blasts and he was like i think the issue was that it was just a long day and then he apparently had been Mm -hmm. traveling to london and back and to with his kids and stuff. So he was just kind of jet lagged that whole day, but you could see Mm -hmm. the longer the panel went on, the more, like I said, the more he got into it, the more he was like awake and alert and really loving, hanging out with us. And I think when she asked that question about it, he hadn't thought about it yet. And then it hit him at that moment as he was talking about it, because Mm -hmm. you kind of see him go for, give that like diplomatic answer to like, oh shit, this time next year, I'm not going to have my friend, my like best friends from the show, Mm -hmm. all this love from the fans. And it's like, yeah, that's why we kind of don't want it to end. (laughs) Like that's the whole bittersweet. Like part of it is Mm -hmm. that, that aspect of everybody is a family from the fans to the cast and crew. And just the fact that like, the cast and crew are so down to earth with the fans. That's why, that's another reason why I decided to go to Lux too, is because Joe and Ildi are going to be there. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: leading up to Salute to Lucifer, I had tweeted Joe and Ildi. I was wondering if they were going to like show up last minute. And they both tweeted me back. Like this was a couple weeks beforehand. We weren't Mm -hmm. invited. They would have been at (laughs) LucyCon. It had that all been set up properly so
1: i do have to complain about the setup a bit because um i feel like they were disorganized when it came to that i think it was um unfair to us especially like i was so confused like the gold passes and everything i couldn't afford that but I, i also knew that they were the only ones who could auction in for vip to or only ones who could get You know, a chance to, you know, have, you know, personal one-on-one with the actors. And, you know, as much as that would be really cool, and it's very expensive, but it would be really cool to, you know, actually know about that. At least to know that that is possible, to have the moment to have sit with them and, you know, talk about the show or whatever and, you know, get to know them a little bit. And I feel like they should do that better for, you know, having that available... You know, because like you know, auctions wise, you can put any price point for that. Like anyone. Well, they did have the auction.
0: I mean, they had the they had the gold pass VIP situation, but they also had the Mm -hmm. auction because I did bid on those, Mm -hmm. but I lost out because I forgot about it, and then people outbid me last minute. Mm -hmm. Plus, Tom got really expensive. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But. But at the same time, that was you are only bidding for thirty minutes, so it was kind mm-hmm. of a lot of money. Even when I bid for the to be with Leslie Ann, and I think at that time, if I remember correctly, at that time Rachel was still on. It was before they replaced her with Nbar, which I'm happy Nbar showed up because I like Nbar, but. I do agree that, but I I hear that's just how creation does their cons. And because Mm -hmm. they've been doing supernatural cons for like ever and they make so much money off of it, it, it's worked for them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I agree. Maybe it's because this was the first one and it was, it's very bittersweet because the show's ending. It's not like Mm -hmm. they, they've had like what, 10 or whatever years of supernatural cons, but we get like one or two and the show's done. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because a lot of us that went to the con, it was our first con. So we didn't really understand, first of all, not understand it, but it was more just uh, it, a lot. There was just, It was fun, but it was just crammed into t- two days, like back, back to back. And it was like, they were, they were so hard on time. I'm glad Tom crashed Kevin's panel. Mm-hmm. Just not not to interrupt kevin but it was just a funny moment and it was just like they answered questions together before it was tom's panel and then tom mm-hmm. of course but from watching them at other conventions they have a lot more panels not only by themselves or with each other like the one in germany magic mm-hmm. like Majority of the cast went to it, and then they also had like individual ones, and then Tom and Kevin did one together. Then and then Tom did his one. Like there were so many panels at some of these other com- conventions. um Luckily, they're all on YouTube, and I can relive them. But it's not the same mm-hmm. than what I experienced going. Which that's why I guess I'm going to Lux next year, and then seeing if they're going to be another one. Just. Now, the Lux thing kind of was funny, because I've always just... I'm an Anglophile. Like, I love everything British anyway. So, <laughs> I've always... It's been, like, on my bucket list just to go to London and see the UK. So, I kind of just yeah. was, like, combining the two. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go. Because it's, like, I've been wanting to go to UK, go go see it anyway. So, but that that's mm-hmm. the thing, mm-hmm. is... I agree with you, is it maybe it's... I mean, you've done it at a convention, so you know from experience, but...
1: Yeah, the setup for, for this one was, like, um, is this your first time? Because I have been to other conventions where the setup was so much um, better when it came to, you know, panels and panel times to, you know, they need to give a little leeway for people to, you know, go get food. They need to eat. You know, people don't, you know, live off of air. They need to eat. They need to get a drink. They need to, you know do that, but if you do back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back, to back to back to back to back, you're not getting um, time, really, because you need to get in line, too, because they're shuffling every, everybody through. So you need to get there a little earlier, you need to, you know, and if they're back-to-back, back, you know, like, for example, Leslie and Amy's were back-to-back, back. so you really just, like, sitting there for pretty much two hours. And you're like, uh... And they didn't have a whole lot, either. Like, I feel like they could do a little bit more events. You know, not just, you know, panels-wise, but, like, maybe fan events. Like, small fan in-between events that would, you know... For other people who can't afford the gold passes or, you know... They're here for general admission and just want to do something, you know, fan-based. You know, maybe talk about the show or, you know getting people together and stuff like that. Like I've been to conventions where they do stuff like that, where fans can come together and group together and stuff like that. So, and I feel like the like, creation, you know, kind of let us down on the fan part of that whole thing is it's not just, you know, getting together just to see the actors. It's also getting together to group together with other fans and talk with the show and, you know, have a good time and get to know other people that's what conventions really are about is about the people, it's about the fans and it kind of miss a little bit of that aspect I mean,
0: I mean I agree I mean they did kind of try with the trivia contest and, and the memorabilia auction to try to have people doing something instead of you know being in line for autographs or photos or whatever but During that time, I mean, I did participate in the trivia contest, but after all of that, when there was downtime, when you're waiting, like, for instance, how they they ran the Tom photo op, because pretty much everybody at the convention got a Tom photo (laughs) so Uh we were called by numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And when we were all just, you know, in the main number, or I mean, main hall, waiting for our number to be called, like in just those situations or when everybody was in line for the autographs, you know, hanging out with people was cool. Even then. Uh, And it wasn't like you had to be somewhere different. Mm
1: -hmm. I felt like
0: they should have, I know they kind of had to run it because of of that bar mitzvah or whatever, taking over the, the other part of So they kind of had to do that. They they couldn't put us in multiple rooms. But I kind of felt like what they did on Sunday was better overall because it was like that's where everybody came to. You knew where to go instead of like going from room to room to room or – I don't know. Maybe it's just because they didn't know what to expect because there was a lot of GA passes bought that day. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I wonder if – it was just a lot of they didn't know what to expect from our fans, being that, you know, they're used to Supernatural fans, but they're not used to, like, Lucy fans. But we'll see. Um, I would like to have another convention, even after the show is over. They should just continue it. Yeah. Because, granted, I mean, schedule permitting, but I just feel like there's something special about this show and fandom. Mm-hmm and even if the show's not airing hopefully it'll be on Netflix for a while even after it's not airing that it's like there's still yeah. a fan base you know what i mean and and once it airs they'll be able to t- like if it would be nice just to be at a con where they're not trying to spoil everything where it's like they mm-hmm. can we can all just talk freely because we've all seen it you know what i mean and they can like give us more inside baseball on how things were shot or rewritten mm. or whatever. Mm. And, but again, you and I are both like pretty much pop culture geeks. So we find that stuff really interesting. Some other people might just yeah. think we're, we're crazy, but um, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I overall, I mean, we are kind of doing a constructive criticism, but overall I had a blast at Lucy mm-hmm. and I I'm excited. Too, yeah. I'm excited to see if they're gonna announce another one soon, ish.
1: I I hope so too, because I'm not able to go to Luxu. I'm not able to go to like London. I I can't travel, um, outside of the country at this time because of finances. And I know you did the Wee event thing, and you know, the Wee event is there, but I have to focus on paying off my um, tuition and finding a way to move out, and you know. Things are more expensive as a, late. But um, if I could, I would go to Lux too, like 100%. I would fly over in a split second, um, you know, meet up with you guys and then also do – I want to see what they have to offer. I've seen a bit of what they have, and I think it has a little bit more into um, than uh, Creations. Uh, convention, and I thought it would be really cool to have fun and explore London, of course. Um, but, um, unfortunately that can't happen, but if Creation does have another one, I would definitely go just to even meet up with you guys, you know, seeing everyone, and maybe even try to get a gold pass, and, you know, you know, do, do a little bit more, and be able to partic- participate more, and, um, other than that, um, I think another thing, um, I, because of the show, I got to know Lucy fans from different countries through um, a Discord app, which we have a server. It's a, a public server for Lucifer fans. Um, if you find it, it's r slash Lucifer. Um, and I met up with so many different Lucy fans on there and we talk about the show and we talk about other things too, but we talk about the show. We have different, um, I guess they call them channels and like different topics. You can talk about um, other things and talk about the show and it's pretty, pretty unique. And I talk with them daily basis and I got to know more people because of this show. I have branched out in my social um awkwardness is a little less than before so
0: well that's great yeah um I've I'm not I mean I'm on it but I'm not like I'm aware of there's like the reddit group too if you're on reddit but I I don't know I've never been like a person that spends a lot of time on reddit most of my time if I'm gonna like talk Mm -hmm. about the show it's been on twitter or facebook or instagram but that's exciting um meeting other fans. So, um, like I said, we could probably talk for hours about the show and the convention, but, Mm -hmm. um, is there, we've kind of talked about our hopes and wishes for season five. So, and conventions and stuff. So what is my, I guess my last question to you would be other than maybe you kind of just mentioned it, um, maybe helping your anxiety or whatever what is one thing that you found most surprising about being a fan of the show?
1: Um, I think the most surprising thing is how well connected the cast are. Now that does happen for other shows, but I feel like their um, family like aspect, um, they are a family there. I mean, DB has mentioned multiple times of so Tom's a brother, Tim and, you know, like everyone loves Tom, but everyone loves each other, and they're they're so well connected and you know how you see how Lauren and Tom interact. You can really see it throughout the show. It's not we're just coworkers we're we're friends we're like family we we get to know each other's family, and I think that's surprising how well connected they are to each other, and I feel like that is the most wonderful wonderful thing to um to see um and then the fandom some fandoms can be very toxic this one is so less toxic there is some toxicity but it's like very minimal at best and then it's so loving and you know like tom's birthday was you know a few yesterday yeah yeah a couple days ago (laughs) a couple days ago Yeah, the 17th, um, Sunday, and, you know, everyone did, um, you know, the kind uh, act of kindness for for his birthday, because he wished that at the convention, too, and, you know, more kindness in the world, and everyone came together, and, you know, Leslie mentioned it, and I was, like, I was so glad that it it even got to them, too, and she was doing her Care Like a Demon campaign, and, they're just so caring and loving and they, it's just so well connected and they really care about, you know, the community and um, also care about um, other things like the um, what matters to them and trying to do, use their um, influence to, you know, ha- help others. And it's, it's pretty unique. It's- the best thing in the world to to see that happen
0: well I agree I mean I think it's really cool um all of that actually just how I mean I just love Leslie Ann is just an activist and um but also how recently you know the fans have come together and I agree it's it's not as toxic as other fandoms Um, but uh, we've been talking for a while and i want to thank you carly for for joining me on this episode of my podcast and uh, for those that are listening that you mentioned the discord but where else can people find you out on the interwebs
1: um you can find me on twitter and you can find me on facebook of course um if you do to find me on twitter though check out my art i did find art for inktober i didn't finish because i got sick but um that happens but life happens but um if you want to check them out go right ahead um i also have an instagram and my instagram is my name card you can find me there and um yeah that's about it
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining me, and we'll probably chat again in the future.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you.